support the work of Strike Seven Sports by heading to Fanatics.com and purchasing officially licensed gear from the NFL, the NBA, and more. Each purchase made through the text link below goes into the funding of the Strike Seven Sports brand. To proceed, go to the link StrikeSevenSports.com forward slash Fanatics. I say again, StrikeSevenSports.com forward slash Fanatics. Thank you. Yo, what's up? This is your boy, Derek Branch here at StrikeSellSports.com. And this is another episode of Strike Sports Podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, Brian Bottom, Leo T. Berry. This is episode, another episode of Strike Sports Podcast. So tonight kicks off our college football weekly pick series for 2023 season. Last year, we did this uh, on the website. It was a more like a reading, a writing type of um, version of it where we Put it in the column, shared it out on social media, shared our picks. Got a little, little bit of engagement on that. But this this year, we're going to change some things up and we're going to do it through a podcast. So probably every week, we're gonna, we'll are gonna try to just every week or every other week, we'll do a pre- preview breakdown, you know, at least five to six games on the um, Power Five and the Google Five conferences and go from there. And I also share our records with those picks as well. So this this week, there's a um, look at that. Went back and look at the schedule. And there is a nice slate of ball games, some good storylines for this upcoming uh, week, which kick, for, I would say officially kicks off the college football season. Last year, last week was week zero, and they had really had like Notre Dame and Navy, but this is the kicks off the weekend, a week official week of college football. So we're gonna start things off with the Tulane, the, the South Alabama. Going up against Tulane Greenway, which is the reigning defending AAC conference champions slash Cotton Bowl champions. So, I mean, you have already know Tulane had one of the greatest stories in college, one of the biggest co- turnarounds in college football history last year. Um, went from a two win team to winning, I believe, 11 12 games last year. Uh, won the combo. Won the American Athletic uh, American Athletic Conference uh, title last year, and they play a, a South Florida, a South Alabama team that won ten games last year. Went ten and three. Tulane went twelve and two. Impressive uh, records by both teams. And let's go ahead and um, read the synopsis on this game real quick. So first, we're gonna start off with why South Alabama will win. The Jaguars have a perfect combination of positives to be. Terrific with the tweaks in, in the college football play clock. Run the ball, stop the run, dominate the time of possession on third downs. Last year's team was among the best in the country on third downs. Com- com- conversions and, and stops should mean everything with the clock moving at the first downs. The defensive line will be among the best in the in the sound again. The veteran linebackers will eat up the run. And even better, the offense gets almost every back, starting with Rock with a rock of a line, offensive line. As long as it is able to push for 100 yards, everything else should fall into place. Two of the three losses came when South Alabama didn't rush for over 100 yards. Tulane allowed over 100 yards to everyone by all current state, and then they lost to Southern Miss. So why will Tulane win? Tulane should be able to pound the way, too. The defense losses, defense losses a slew of key parts, and for all the great things the team did was in their rock throughout the year. It was it was the offensive firepower that cranked up the great season, and it started with, with an amazing offensive line. 
this year's version gives back for starters. It's a slew of, slew of all-star talents, and it welcomes and Cameron Wire from LSU to round it out. Again, South Alabama's defense is great and should hold up, but as long as the Green Wave can keep the chains moving and not lose the time of possession battle, and as long as quarterback Michael Pratt is given time to work, all should be fine. All right. So I'm going to just go ahead first on this one. Tulane, as we already know, lost a lot of talent to the NFL. Um, Ajay Spears, Nick Anderson, um, Dorian Williams uh, were key players, key contributors to that squad last year that won a um, conference title. But, you know, you still got your quarterback. You still got your head, the head coach still there. And you still – you had a really good offseason in, in regards to the transfer portal. And you got a really good – he may not be Ty J. Spears, but Shaq Clayton Johnson is a capable a capable running back that could carry the load from what I've heard. South Alabama, impressive season. Um, didn't, didn't get a lot of attention as a lot of those other programs in that conference was to get like a Coastal Carolina, things like that. But for this game, it might be close. It could be a close game for the Green Wave. But I'm going to go with Tulane to pull it out. I'm going to go with them to pull it out, having them win this game. But I would say by maybe 35-27 over to South Alabama. That's what I got. I got. It's going to be a – I'll go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go, no, you go ahead. You go, no, you go ahead. Yeah. All right. It's fine. I, I'll make short and sweet. Uh, I just know more about Tulane than South, than South Alabama. And as because they're bringing their quarterback back, I just give – I don't know if South Alabama bring their quarterback back, to be fair. But I just know Michael Pratt is probably better than whoever that is. And so I give the edge to Tulane. And sometimes it just comes to um, – which quarterback who you trust more? And I definitely trust my Michael Pratt. Oh, I go with Tulane too. Uh, South Alabama, they have some. They have some pieces. I think Memphis had a wide receiver transfer there. They had mm. a wide receiver transfer there. Um, Jaden Ivory. Yeah, Javon. Javon oh, Ivory. Javon. Yeah. Yeah, Javon yeah. Ivory transferred there. He's a playmaker. You know, he made, probably would have been Memphis's number. At least would have been. If he had stayed, probably would have been Memphis' number two or one number one receiver for sure. So he probably just wanted, you know, to have offense to himself to where he probably be the focal point this year. So, but we know Tulane lost a lot. Defensive DB, not just to lose, they didn't just lose. They lost their a lot of talent, defensive coordinator, okay. offensive coordinator. They lost a lot. But I I go with Michael Pratt and his familiarity with his with the system at Tulane, and I think that they'll they'll pull it out. I'd say more like a 38-28. Cause I can see South Alabama putting up a lot of points, but Tulane gets the job done. Okay. All right. So we all in agreement. Tulane with the win with the win over South Alabama. Should be an interesting matchup. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose it though. I really know. I really wouldn't be. All right. So moving right along. We're gonna next game we're gonna preview and pick is South Carolina versus North Carolina, Battle of the Carolinas. And Don and game we played down in Charlotte, and from what I've heard is that uh, college game day is going to be there, if I'm not mistaken, either there or Orlando. I think Chris Fowler and Kirk Herstreet will be calling that game on Saturday at 6.30. 
So for this game, um, you know, we got uh Drake May versus uh Spencer Rattler in this matchup. Oh, that could be well, we know about Drake May. We know Drake May is gonna go go either one or two in the draft. But we got uh Spencer Rattler who had a really uh impressive uh, finish to last year's uh season. The biggest one of the big he had one of his big biggest games against uh Tennessee in which he pretty much ended their uh, quest to get a national for a college football playoff or Burt. Believe drop over 60 points on uh, the green the uh, Tennessee Vols in that game. But for this matchup, you know, you play uh you're going up against an NFL quarterback, according to what a lot of people are saying. A guy that could go at least two in the draft, number two prospect, quarterback prospect in the draft. You got Frank Beamer on one side, you got Mac Brown on the other. Two coaches that are uh, you know, I was well, more in particular, uh Mac Brown has experience, has experience playing in big games before, have coached in national championship games, won a national title, knows how to use um, NFL talent. He had a lot of it at Texas, you know, Vince Young, Paul Charles, the list goes on and on. But in this matchup, it's a neutral setting. Um, it's in Carolinas, it's, you know, South Carolina, North Carolina, wherever you, 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 you know what I'm saying, miss swing toward. But for this game, man, I think, it's a tough one. I think it's a close game for me. And I'm going to go with the NFL quarterback to get the job done in this matchup over um, Spencer Rattler. And I won't be surprised if it goes that way. You know, if maybe this be the be the, be the time, maybe Spencer Rattler has, had, um, has made the shift in his career to where he starts to put himself in that conversation with the, the Drake Mays and the Quint Ewers and the Caleb Williams as that upper echelon class of quarterbacks. But I'm gonna go with in this matchup, I'm going with um North Carolina win, a close one. Again, similar to the game we just previewed, a close game. I think it's a lot of points could be scored in this matchup. I have um North Carolina win by a score of 38-35. 38 points. About three. It's going to be a high-scoring game, and, and I agree with you, DB. It will be a high-scoring game. I, both got two good, really good offenses. South Carolina finished the season well, even though they didn't win their bowl game. Still, they, they finished on a very high note. Um, and I think you uh, – not to not – to, uh, not to be, uh, um, you know, too corrective of what you said on one thing. I think you said Frank on accident. Uh, you can meet his son, Shane. But uh, – Yeah, Shane. Yeah, Shane. Shane be, yeah, my yeah, bad. Yeah, but we do. Yeah, no problem, though. But, yeah. Um, so really it comes down to this. Um, last year, South Carolina turned the ball over 27 times last year. Fourth most in the nation. You know the three teams? It was three teams, if I'm not mistaken, three other teams that turned the ball over as much as they did. I think it was Rice, Northwestern, and I think it was um Rice, Northwestern, and Central Michigan. So that's not bad. That's not good company to be in. And and, and honestly, with, with Spencer Rattler, um, can he make a difference in this game in terms of his ability? Like, that, that game against UT, we talk about having one NFL quarterback. You might have two. 
you might have two NFL quarterbacks because they're so talented at South Carolina. They, they got some playmakers. North Carolina, they lost some playmakers. But I still think overall, if you look at the at the, at the the amount of uh, talent on both sides, it's fine to be a and ripe to be a high-scoring game. But I'm personally going to go with the SEC school to get the job done. Seven out of gotcha. the last nine. Seven out of the nine last. Seven out of the nine last time they played South Carolina has won, including 2021 when they won. Oh. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Spencer Riley to keep it going. And wow, that was a crazy play. <laughs> oh, this is also the uh, the debut of Eddie Lewis, former Memphis Tiger. Yes. Yep. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, this is gonna be an interesting game. It's really a coin flip. Um. I'm going to say, because I know it's at a neutral side, but because it's at Charlotte, I'll give the edge to North Carolina. And ultimately, I think they find a way to win a close one. I'll say they probably win by either three points or by four points. Um, and they score late to do that. Um, ultimately, uh, the QB battle is going to be interesting. May obviously as of right now, would go high in the draft. But I think Spencer Rattler, if he can have a really strong year, do well in the combine and all that, I think he could play his one self in the first round, or at least in the first three rounds. Um, so I'm going to give that um, North Carolina, they win by three or four points. All right, so I pick North Carolina. Brian pick North Carolina. Leo picking. Uh, South Carolina, so we'll see. <laughs> All right, man. Next up on the list, we got um, UW against Boise State. Um, pretty much a game that's you know on the north, on the, on the west coast, you know the mountain time zone in that area. Um, you got another NFL, I would say NFL caliber quarterback on the, on the Washington Huskies. Roskin roster and Michael Pendis Jr. Jr. And you also have a quarterback a lot of potential in Taylor Green on Boise State um side. So that's an, yeah, and we, we all know that Boise State will be playing Memphis a few weeks from now in the Liberty Bowl. So just go ahead and read some notes on why Boise State will win, according to college football notes. Here comes the ground game. Boise State pivoted midway through last season more like midway through the win over San Diego State, where the ground attack that ripped up everyone the rest of the way. It'll be better. It'll be even better. It'll average over 200 yards per game this year, where they load a rotation of backs and a dangerous playmaker on the center. George Halani is, is, is an 1,100-yard back who should get there again. Taylor Green, the quarterback, can throw as well as tear off big runs, and the Washington defense has to be ready to hold, hold up. It was good against the run last season, but Boise State was 9-0 when cranking up 148 yards or more. Wow. Run, rely on one of my, the Mountain West's best defense to hold up. All right, so that's on Washington. That's uh, Boise State. So, why Washington will win. The Washington defense is better than the 2022 version. It wasn't awful last season, but it wasn't quite up to program standards, high standards. This year's team is loaded at linebacker, and, and the pass rush will be great. As long as more more takeaways are coming, the secondary will be solid. Boise State will be able to stop the we're able to will still be able to run, though it won't be enough to keep keep up with it. Washington offense that led the nation in passing and keep bombing away for all four quarters. 
Boise State didn't deal with a slew of high power team passing teams, and they show allowing 200 yards or more through the air for just four times. That's about to change. Michael Penny Jr. will get 300 yards if he gets time to work. All right. In this matchup, good breakdown, by the way, by college football news, but a lot of valid points in this match, in this game. Um, I'm going to just go with Washington in this game to win it. It's at home. No, it's on the road. It's on the road in Boise State, but I think Washington could pull away with it. Um, just uh, I won't say it's a a huge gap in talent level, in my opinion. You know, it may have the edge at the slight edge at quarterback, but I just think that um, what Michael Pinch can do through the air as a passer is just gonna be too much for Boise State. And if defense shows up, can get off the field on third down, control time possession. Don't allow that Roger, that Boise State Washington Tech to do what they want to do. Running over 100 or 9 and 0 when they ran for 140 yards and well, that's not good. You got to stop that rushing attack. Get off the field. Give Michael Pennis Jr. a short field of work with and let him get to work. I think Washington will win this game by at least two touchdowns. They'll win it. So I'm going with Washington State to pull this one out on the road. Uh, I'll go real quick. This is pretty simple for me. Washington wins. They just are the better team. But I do think Boise could make this cl- a closer game than people think. And ultimately, uh, obviously, we know we're just focused on this week. But a lot of people are looking forward to when Boise State comes to Memphis in a few weeks. So um, I'm going to keep an eye on this game. This will tell me not everything about Boise State, but a little bit. Uh, what we can maybe expect when they come to Memphis. So I'm looking forward to this game. I'll keep it simple and sweet, too. I think Washington wins this game. You know, boys, they have a lot of talent, and they're, they're going to be probably – they're probably going to win the Mountain West. But I do think that uh, Washington just has a lot of playmakers. They brought a lot of receivers back. They brought, obviously, the quarterback back. Kalen DeBoer. One of the yeah. first year, one of their better underrated coach, coaches in the uh, in the country. Last year was his first year. I think if I'm mistaken, that Washington got 10, 10, no, 11 wins out of that team. They are loaded. They, they're older, they're more mature, but not going to lie. Boys, if they could pull this upset, man, they, they could win, but I'm just going to go with the more sure thing. I'm going to say Washington wins in a 41-28. Okay. okay. All right. So we all in Washington, Washington, Washington. Three and oh. All right. Here we go. Next game. That means that means boys is gonna win. <laughs> it might, man. Hey, what say they've done it in the past, man? They've pulled them off in the past. So we'll see. Yep. All right. Here we go, man. Second and last one. Deion Sanders makes his debut as head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes after coming off of successful years at Jackson State University, playing against Sean Sonny Dykes in the TCU Home for All, who was the runner-up of last year's beatdown by Georgia Bulldogs in the 2023 national title game. So I'm just going to just read this quick synopsis from, not from collegefootballnews.com, but CBS Sports. 
So let's go ahead and t- let's talk about the roster transfer the roster um transformation at uh Colorado. Deion Sanders one year for Austin Flip is legitimately legitimately unprecedented, especially at this level. Colorado added 51 transfers, including 24, 27 from the Power Five Conference ranks and 10 from Sanders' previous stop at Jackson State. Only four position players are projected to be returning players from the 2022 roster, most notably, most notably being safety Trevor Woods. Sanders is betting that the talent will ultimately went out and bring positive results. But no one has ever tried this strategy like this. That no one has ever tried a strategy this aggressive. All right, so key transfer at TCU. After losing several key players to the NFL, Dice looked, looked to the transfer portal and found answers in football's signature program. Three key, three key players joined TCU from Alabama, receiver Giorgio Earl, running back Trey Sanders, and tackle Tommy Brockemeyer. Additionally, tight end Jack Betch joined the mix from LSU, while receiver Dylan Wright came from the from Minnesota after starting his career at Texas A&M. Position, position battles are open at several spots, but the transfer should add some depth early, early depth to a talented roster. All right, so with that being said, this is the first this is the game, man. This is the first game, the first game we get to see what Coach Prime is about at the power five level, you know, and you bought some um, talented players from, um, you brought some talented players from Jackson State. If I'm not mistaken, uh, Travis Hunter was a five-star five talent coming out of high school. And we, we, I think we're finally going to get to see what Travis Hunter is all about at this level, playing against you know, I would say equal talent on the other end at wide receiver. And TCU, you know, um, Sonny Dykes, you know, the offensive mastermind. He lost a, he lost a really good quarterback last year and um, Max Duggan, uh, NFL, uh, NFL legitimate WR1 wide receiver and Quentin Johnson. Lost Kendrick Miller as well as running back, but he brought us some, some nice players. Jack Bash, looking forward to seeing what he does at TCU. Now that he's no longer with LSU, really looking forward to seeing that's going to play out. Um, we're looking forward to seeing what how Shadar Sanders play at this level. Deion Sun, you know, and all that, those new players he brought in, that's it's never been done before. Can he do that? Can he flip his roster in one year and go be successful? But for me, in his first game, I'm going to go with the T.C. home for us to beat Coach Prime's Colorado Buffaloes. Um, by, I would say by, man, it's, it's tricky. This it's is a tricky game to predict, but I'm going to go by two scores, bro. In the two, it'll be, I think it's going to be in the 20, in the 30s, man. It could be in the 30s by two scores, by 35, 38 points. Coach put up 24 points in this game. 24, 27 points. 24 points. So I'm going with TCU to win it. Hey, you know what? Coach Prime, this has been an all-time, you know, roster overhaul, DB. Like, we ain't seen nothing like this since the beginning of football. Like, but you know what? I'm going against Green. Colorado in their first 
beat game since the 2016 Pac-12 championship game, pulls a, a huge upset, and they take down the TCU Horn, Horn Frogs. Okay. They take them down. Shadir Sanders gets into the Heisman conversation already with a four-touchdown game. Shiloh Sanders makes a pick six against uh, – who Who they who they quarterback? Chandler Who's Morris. Who? Chandler Morris. Chandler Morris. Yeah, yeah, he's Morris the original yeah, he was the original starter. Yeah, he's from, he from Texas. Yeah. Uh, and so they get the job done in a, in a 35-31 thriller. I, I got I got Colorado. Even though TCU added a lot of them Alabama boys, man, Colorado was they're twenty point they're twenty point underdogs, man. Holy. Colorado is twenty point underdogs. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think I don't think TCU twenty points better than them because I just and also I'm doing a lot of credit to Coach Prime because Coach Prime always has his teams ready. So. I'm going to go with I'm, – I'm, I'm going with the wave. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm going to go with it. Okay. All right. All right, Gamma. <laughs> go ahead, Brian. Yeah. Um, I kind of look at this game similar to how I look at Boise State-Washington. I think ultimately TCU wins, but I think they'll be closer than people think. And look, if you're Dion, this is what you're trying to get out of this game. Obviously, the ultimate goal is win. But you need to build this program's confidence back. And so if you can go out there, put up a fight, and if you fall short, you can live with that. And then um, I don't know if they play next, try to win. I know they play Nebraska soon. I don't know if it's the next game after. But try to build momentum towards that because the Pac-12 this year, even though it's last year, the Pac-12, at least the top of it, won't be easy. They got a pretty tough schedule. And so um, that's the way I look at it. Ultimately, TCU wins. I just trust Sonny Dykes. And – Think about it. even though Chandler Morris uh, lost his job, he he mainly the main reason why is because he got hurt. And look, Max Duggan obviously obviously played well when he got the job, and never looked back. But Chandler Morris can play, and so ultimately, I just give the edge to TCU, and they win. Uh, but I think he'll be closer than people think. All right, so we got. I'm picking uh, TCU to win. Brian Tissue to win. Leo going against the green as usual. He's picking um hey. <laughs> he's picking Colorado. Look, look, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. If I'm right, I'm right. So it's just, I, I'm just looking at it like this. Colorado, you got Travis. Travis Hunter is the best player on the field. Yeah, I, like, I mean, yeah, but you could make an argument, Travis Hunter. And you can make an argument. Shadir Sanders, Shadir Sanders is a is a more accomplished college quarterback than Chandler Morris. Yeah, you can you can't say that. You can't say that. So, I, I, I love I love hey, Shadir. Hey. I I can't say that. I can't because look the way I look at it's the FCS. And I'm not trying to be. Oh come on, man! They, they, For they did it. Yeah, but it's the FCS. There's a reason. All right, okay, fine. You, if you want to say that, I'll give you all that. One thing we both can agree on, he shouldn't have been in the Heisman conversation. That was some BS by Dion, and he knows that deep down, but he won't say that. I know he got to hype up his time, but he shouldn't have been in the Heisman conversation. And so, look, I want them to prove me wrong. If they make it to a bowl game, I'll be the one of the first people to say, I did not see that coming. 
that's a great first year for Dion. I just don't see that happening. But th- this year is just to build confidence, get better, and next year going into the Big 12, see if they can try to make a bowl game and make some noise. But uh, they could, the one thing I'll say about Colorado, they could potentially um, play upset, like be a team that can cause some upsets. So that may be the, the biggest thing they can take out of this year, other than obviously trying to get better every day. All right. Let's see, man. Um, I'm, gonna go. I'm going with what I know. I'm as cliche and all that people do that, but I'm going to go with. I'm gonna go with what I know, man. I know what DC Dion did at Jackson State, but this peak, this power five football, this power five football. And I hope he does well in that first game. I think he's gonna be <laughs> he's gonna be figuring it out, and he won't admit he's it. Gonna, he, won't, he won't. He's not gonna yeah, admit it. He's yeah. probably for that. He's not gonna admit it. Yeah, but, but he'll be figuring it out. They're gonna get humbled this year, and and <laughs> when I say humbled, look at Colorado. You can win there, but, I mean, that's one of the lower-level Power 5 jobs. But I still think that they can make the noise. But it's going to be interesting to see what he does if he's down a few touchdowns in the first half. How does he respond? It's going to be very, very interesting to watch. I'm definitely going to watch that game. It's also the OU game. I'm going to try to be watching, going back and forth. But it's going to be very, very fascinating to watch. And you got Josh right. Johnson and Joe Clyde on the call. He doesn't get better than that. All right. We'll see. All right. Finally, my last game, which is our game of the week, the rematch, round two. LSU goes down to Atlanta, Florida to take on the Florida State Seminoles. The game is being billed as a neutral site, but it's going to be a Florida State heavy crowd. Um, I know that was a hurricane, you know, warning out there for a hot minute. But it looks like everything's clear to, uh, to play the game. So we know what happened last year. You know, LSU got to a bad start in that game, able to rally back, was going to go in for the tie. Um, Florida State blocked it. Um, but, the, but the interesting thing about that game is that both teams went on to have successful seasons. You know, Florida State, you know, slowly got back into rele- 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 relevance with that uh, 10-3 record. Um, LSU got back in the relevancy as well. With uh, you know, they won, I believe they won nine, ten to nine or ten games. When almost in the um, college football playoff conversation, lost to the Georgia title game. Um, you know, had a good offseason with the transfers and all that. Florida State had a good offseason. Both programs are going to look both, it ain't no well. LSU's going to look different and all that. No, both programs are looking different. And I'm going to start off with Florida State. You know, they got Jared Verst, who was supposed to come out last year, defensive end on Florida's defensive, sort of state's defensive line, decided to come back. You got Jared Verst, you got Johnny Wilson, 6'7", wide receiver. Um, then you know, they also went and picked up Keon Coleman, who was Michigan State's leading receiver last year on that roster. Um, pretty good defensive line. Got an NFL, I think, in my opinion, an NFL-level quarterback in Jordan Travis. Um, you know, why shouldn't Florida State win this game? You know, because LSU, Mason Smith, their defensive lineman defensive, on the defensive side, is out because of, you know, some old 
you know, he took, he signed some autographs, got paid, signed some autographs before NIL was written, you know, written into law. But it is what it is. And LSU, that's been, I've been hearing a lot of charmer and a lot of talks about LSU's back end, LSU's secondary and not up to par. So um, if I'm Mike Novell, I think, you know, he's a pretty smart dude. Good play caller. I, I think he's going to take that secondary, bro. I really think he's going to go through there, attack that secondary. Most preferably, it's going to be um, Johnny Wilson against the, their LSU secondary. And don't for yourself forget about Keon Coleman. It's, I think it's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. LSU going to score a lot of points. Florida State going to score a lot of points. You know? And if any world team can run the football, that could be a plus. So I think it's going to be another close game. Like Unlike last year, it was a defensive battle. It's going to be a close game. Both teams scoring a lot of points. But I'm going to go with LSU to pull it off. And this time, they make the field goal. I'm going with LSU to win by score of – this might sound be a little bit of exaggeration, but I might, I'm going to go by score 41-38 by a field goal. They pull it off and leave Orlando with a win. You know. Let's see. Let's see. Yeah, what? my bad. My bad. I forgot. Um, I've got uh, this game is gonna be lower, uh, lower uh, score than that, in my opinion. Um, I see it in the twenties. Uh, LSU's been hyped up by a lot of people to win the SEC, and the biggest difference, in my opinion, between LSU last year. And this year, obviously, it's year two under Brian Kelly. I don't know how much we talked about Harold Perkins last year in this game. Maybe they did, but he's obviously a much better player. I think he could cause some havoc, and he's an X factor in this game. And also, yeah. LSU the edge. But, I mean, I could see this game going either way. But I'll say LSU 27, Florida State 24. Hello? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, hey. I was, okay. I okay. Um, you know what? I was thinking about this game earlier, and we were, I knew I was like, we're going to we're gonna pick this damn game. This damn game. I'm like, what, what does what does LSU have that Florida doesn't have? Florida State doesn't have. What does L, Florida State have that LSU doesn't have? Man, this is a toss-up, like for real. This is gonna be the best game, and it's it's gonna be on the that's why they put it. If I'm not mistaken, it's on Sunday, right? Yeah, Sunday night. So it's like, it, feels, it feels like it's this feels like an NFL football game, DB. Like it's the NFL. That's what it feels like. And we know it's not. It's college ball, but it feels like it's an NFL type atmosphere. You got two elite coaches. Because I, 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 is it safe to say Novell's elite now at this point? He's a good coach. I want to say he's. Elite, but he's a really good coach. If you want to say that, that's bad. Nor- Mike Norcott. He's not elite coach. <laughs> yeah. Not, not yet. He's a really not good coach, but not elite. He's an ascending coach. Yeah, we'll find out after this year. We'll find out. Okay. And I think that personally, personally how I look at it is this. I think Jordan Travis 
is slightly better than Jaden Daniels. And and I don't and I know and I know Jaden Daniels got a lot of highs and hype going into this year. Like a lot of, you know, um, you know, attention. And he's he deserved it. He played really good last year. He actually this actually was his last his worst game was against Florida State. Until he stepped up in that second half and made the plays. But I just feel like personally, and when I the way I look at it, the way I the way how I'm looking at it right now, I'm gonna go with sure thing. I think Florida State is a sure thing. They got a lot of playmakers defensively. Harold Perkins, yes, he's a factor, big factor. That, he might he might be the next coming of Michael Parsons. He might be, but I think that Florida State gets the job done. They're gonna win by a field goal. DB thirty one to twenty eight. I see Jay. I see Jordan Travis having his highs in the moment. One of his Heisman moments. I think he's going to be a Heisman finalist this year. One of my favorite team, uh, quarterbacks in the country. Because a lot of people said that he was the he was the reason for their struggles, for their struggles, and they didn't have a quarterback. People was because people used to say that they need a quarterback. Yes. They need a quarterback. But then he, he they proved it wrong. He got better. Yeah, he was better than Mackenzie Miller. Yes, definitely. And for the state, <laughs> for sure. Be going Florida State. I'm gonna go with Florida State. All right, man. So we got so for this game. We got I'm taking Florida. I'm taking LSU. Brian taking LSU. Leo taking Florida. Taking Florida State as always. Gotta go against the grain. <laughs> All right, man. We'll see what happens, man. Hey, one more a bonus game. A bonus game. Clemson go down goes down to Duke. Do you think that's an upset alert? Duke yeah. won nine <laughs> games last year. It, it played uh finished. During the ACC last year, what y'all think? I like Clemson. Peak. Give me Clemson forty-two, Duke twenty-one. If DJ was still playing, would you go? Would you still go with Clemson? It would be closer. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, Leo? I'm going with Duke. Riley Leonard's the truth, man. Here you go. What? <laughs> The one thing about Duke, Riley Leonard is a, a guy I really respect. A college football man on Twitter, I really respect. He really thinks Riley Leonard's underrated, and I think he can end up being a guy we talk about come NFL draft time. And also, Kevin Johns, OC, he used to be at Memphis. He's going to get a head coaching opportunity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, hey, if Memphis, yeah, if Memphis eats somebody, I would strongly consider looking at him. And then Mike Elko, like I said, he used to be at Notre Dame at Texas A&M. He's going to get a bigger job eventually. A sneaky job that it, it, that I thought could potentially be for him. It may be a while. Penn State, because he's from Pennsylvania. But Mike Elko is going to get a bigger job sooner rather than later. He keeps on just overachieving it. Um, but I just like Clemson big. And Eric Riley, I don't know how long Davo can keep him. The one that I'll say, forget right. Like I don't, I doubt he'll come to a place like Memphis. I think he wants a power five job, but Gary Riley, I think, will be a power five coach within the next two to three years. So, uh, yeah, that's why I look at it. But yeah, I like Clemson big. If Duke makes it closer, I wouldn't be surprised. But give me Clemson forty-two, Duke twenty-one. Clemson, Clemson. I'm going Clemson. Brian Clemson. We are going with. Um, 
Hey, if Clemson pull, if Duke pulls it off, man, that's gonna be that's gonna be talk of the week. Over that's gonna be the talk of the week over LSU, Florida State. That's gonna be upset. Real talk, Duke, bro. I mean, Duke a little key got a good program. You know, man. You know, that good years. You know, every now and then. So we'll see how it play out, man. Uh, look forward to you know going over our records next week as we get the results back and we cover another. A week of exciting college football games. All right. That's all we have for y'all for right now. Give us a like, comment, subscribe to our channel. Let us know how you feel about the picks we made tonight. You listen to this through Apple, Spotify. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a review on topics we discussed tonight. Also, check out strikeselversports.com for latest content on the NFL, the NBA, and much more. We'll be having more NFL content coming up soon as we build up our um, start of the regular season that will start next Thursday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Detroit Lions. Have a blessed night. Peace. We out.